when a VIP, like a royal or an ambassador comes to town or a celebrity comes to town, the red carpet is rolled out for them. And if they're really important, then they'll come on a private jet and the mayor and other really important people will go and meet them. You know, you would have seen it. They'll get off the plane and they'll stand at the top of the steps and then all of these invited guests will be able to see them and wave at them as they get off the plane. Uh, everybody knows that the special person is coming to town. It's been in the news, it's been on social media, uh, it's been on the radio. I know that Graham Wallace still listens to the radio, so that's for you, Graham, and the, and the telly. Uh, Mum and Dad like watching the telly, so that's how they keep up to date with things. But what happened when the most important person of the universe came to town? Roughly 2,000 years ago, the most important person, the King of Kings, the Supreme Being and the creator of our entire cosmos came to town on a really significant day that we remember as Palm Sunday. And it's a bit of a strange word, isn't it? Like, like Palm Sunday or when you do something dumb, you go face palm. Or when you make a dumb joke like that, you go oh, face palm. I wish I hadn't written that joke into my notes. It's a bit strange. Uh, if you think about it like that, but it's actually named after palm trees. Da -da! I'm sure that most of you realize why we had palm trees, but um, anyway, I just wanted to <laughs> explain that. Yeah, what happened 2000 years ago when Jesus came to down was that instead of rolling out the red carpet for him to welcome him into the city of Jerusalem, people chopped down, uh, chopped off branches of palm trees and they laid these palm trees uh, on the dirty and dusty road for him. But before we get into that story, uh, a bit of background might be kind of helpful because many of us have heard of Jerusalem, but not many of us have actually been there. And I haven't. I think there's, there's some people at Capital Vineyard who have been to Jerusalem, but I haven't been there. And it's actually quite hard to, to imagine what it was like. And Google is fantastic and it's coming really handy. Jesus and his entourage, these, these men and women who decided to follow him, they've been in a city called Jericho. Jericho, if you didn't know, is the lowest city in the world. It's 250 meters below sea level. And again, I try to pick, I'm trying to picture this and I Googled it. And if you swam to the bottom of Wellington Harbour, you'd only be about 20 meters below sea level. But Jericho is another 230 meters deeper than that. So Jesus and his crew, these men and women, they'd made their way from, from Jericho to Jerusalem. Jerusalem's only about 25 kilometers away from uh, Jericho. Uh, so it's a bit like going from Wellington to Amana or to Whitby or to Stokes Valley. Like It's not very far. But here's the thing. Jericho is 250 meters below sea level. Uh, and, and Jerusalem is 750 meters above sea level. So that's 1,000 meters of elevation. They're just climbing the whole way. Anyway, that's a little bit of background. Let's pick up the story. And we're, if you have your Bible or your, or your phone handy, then turn to the book of Mark, uh, chapter 11. And I've got my trusty assistant, Mrs. Tessa, to read it to us. Mrs. Tessa. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied 
on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at the door outside in the street and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told him what Jesus had said and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy, leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. Thank you, Mrs. It's a cool story, yeah. It just struck me that moment when... Um, Jesus' disciples that that that's they're pinching this cold. <laughs> and the owners come, Why what are you doing? I'm tying my cold. And I said, The Lord wants it. <laughs> that's enough. That's so cool. Anyway, news of Jesus had spread uh, far and wide in the social media of the day. People had heard these stories. Jesus healing people of diseases, Jesus setting um, people free from demons, Jesus raising the dead, Jesus calming the storm. All these stories had been circulating around. They realized that this guy, he was someone special. He was a VIP. They wanted him in their city. And so they rolled out the red carpet for him and welcomed him as they entered the city. They even took their jackets off and they threw these uh, their jackets on the ground uh, for him. So palm trees and, and coats on the ground. And the short story is just loaded with significance. Uh, I mean, I can spend all day talking about it, but you don't want to listen to me all day. So I'm just going to highlight a few, a few things. And the, the first thing I want to highlight is that Jesus goes to this place called the Mount of Olives. It's a hill right next to Jerusalem. And in between the Mount of Olives and Jerusalem is a valley, which means that from the Mount of Olives, Jesus and his followers had this amazing view of Jerusalem, uh, the great walled city. And in particular, they could see the temple which was Jesus' destination. Now, a few decades later, the Romans destroyed the temple, and then uh, a few hundred years later, uh, an Islamic shrine was built on that site, uh, and that shrine is still there today. It's called the Dome of the Rock. And this is where I'm going to get multimedia. I haven't tested this out. But let's see if it works. Because I reckon this picture is really cool. So tell me if you can see that. Yeah. Can they see that? Over here? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> Multimedia 101. I hope you saw that because you could see that um, the golden uh, dome of the rock over the city of Jerusalem. So from, from this location, he could see the whole city. And now Jesus... Um, he knew or he could expect what was going to take place when he entered the city. He knew that he would confront evil. He knew that he'd be facing opposition. Um, when, you, when you read it, he, he expected there was going to be uh, suffering, humiliation, torture, uh, that he would have to die, that he'd be taken outside the city walls to be crucified by the people of the city. He's coming to the city to save people, and yet the people of the city are also going to um, make him suffer. That, that's the first highlight. The second highlight is that this story uh, reenacted really significant moments in the history of the Jew, of the Jewish people. In one moment, 
was was back when they first entered the promised land, uh, the land that that became their land, that became Israel. Under the leadership of Joshua, the first city that they conquered was Jericho. And then they went then they went on to conquer other kings, including the king of Jerusalem. Joshua in Hebrew is Yeshua. Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. And this name, Yeshua, it means deliverer or savior. It's so cool, isn't it? Jesus, Yeshua, he passes through Jericho and then he arrives at Jerusalem. And and this and, and this travel, uh, the story would have brought to mind how Joshua, Yeshua, thousand years earlier had taken Jerusalem uh, before taking down the king of Jerusalem. Uh, take, sorry, Joshua had taken down Jericho before taking down the king of Jerusalem. So that's the second highlight. The third highlight is the donkey. What's the deal with coming to town on a donkey? In our day, if a VIP comes to town, they're not going to come riding on a donkey. They're going to turn up in their fancy wagon, uh, a limo, if it was, if it was the 80s, uh, a private jet, if uh, we weren't in our isolation bubbles, uh, or there'd be some sort of you know fancy, fancy wagon. I don't know where I got fancy wagon from. In ancient times, you'd expect kings to show up on a, on a stallion or, or something like that, maybe an elaborate carriage or I don't know what they call them, but those, those things that are like, you know, 20 slaves would be carrying the king sitting on his chair into the city. And yet Jesus, he turns up riding on a donkey. Why? <laughs> if, you, if you turn back in your Bibles uh, to a few books back to the book of Zechariah, it's only a few books back. It's the penultimate book in the Old Testament. And I said that just because I really like the word penultimate. So anyway, go back to Zechariah. It was actually written about 500 years before Jesus. It's a prophetic book. And it has this passage in chapter 9. So looking at Zechariah 9, verse 9. And it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Interesting, eh? 500 years before Jesus, there's this prophecy of the king coming to town on a donkey. So when Jesus rode into town on the donkey, he demonstrated that he was the king in this prophecy. He was the king that they were expecting. He was the king that the Jewish people had been waiting for. And he demonstrated or he revealed the kind of king that he was. They look at the words and it says, Behold, your king is coming to you righteous. So this word righteous, it means, means perfect or it means that he, he's been living or he lives in line with, with the way of God. Uh, he has been obedient to the, to the law or, or to the covenant that the, that the Jewish people had, um, had with the Lord had with God. So he's righteous. He was in right relationship with God. Righteous and having salvation. Having salvation means that he's come to save people. Salvation. He's coming to save people. The Jewish people might have thought that he was coming to save them from the Roman oppressors. That he was coming to save, uh, to save them and to liberate them. But Jesus was actually coming for something uh, much greater than that. He was coming to save people from the chains of sin and death. He was coming to destroy the power of death forever. And he was coming to save people into uh, a right relationship with God. 
to save people so that people could come into the presence of God. The next word is humble. Unlike egotistical or arrogant rulers, kings, emperors, celebrities, Jesus came as a humble king. He's coming as a, as a servant leader. He's demonstrating that he is the king that has come to serve. He's the lion and the lamb, in the words of Revelation. He's the king who, laid, who came to lay down his life for his people. That's, I think this blows my mind. On Palm Sunday, Jesus enters the city of Jerusalem and people, they take off their cloaks and they throw it on the dirty, dusty road for, for the donkey that Jesus sits on to walk on. Um, and then a few days later, the same week, Jesus is with his disciples and his followers and he washes their feet. He kneels on the ground and he washes their feet. This is the kind of king he is. He's a humble king, a servant leader. So Jesus coming into town on a donkey is fulfilling uh, the words of Zechariah. There's the third highlight. The fourth highlight is this cool part. The, the people sang this welcome song to invite Jesus into the city. They sang, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And wouldn't you know it, this is an ancient song that was sung at Passover. And part, remember, this is the beginning of Passover week, okay? And so they're singing this song. It's an ancient song. It's kind of like us singing carols at Christmas. They're singing an ancient chorus, and it comes from uh, Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. And here's Tessa to read this. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Yeah, that's amazing, eh? Um, they're, singing this, they're singing the song. So Hosanna. Hosanna is a word that means, Oh Lord, save us. Save us, it means. They're welcoming, they're welcoming Jesus into the city to come and save them, to bring liberation. They're hoping that he is the rescuing savior that he that they've been waiting for. And they're also welcoming his kingdom, his rule and his reign. Like in this, in this passage that, we, that we're looking at, they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Now, King David, he was a, he was a pretty special king. He was the most glorious king of Israel the one who all kings after him were compared to. Under King David, there were a few years uh, where everything seemed to be good, everything seemed to be right in the, in the nation of Israel, uh, the, like the glory days of Israel. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the people that were welcoming Jesus uh, realized that the kingdom, of, the kingdom of the king, the kingdom of King Jesus was far greater and more glorious than the kingdom of King David ever was. My encouragement like today is to actually, after this live stream is finished, um, go, and find, go and find a bit of space to yourself and read through the whole of Psalm 118. It's, it's incredible. It's really appropriate for this season that we're under, in a season of, uh, of, of lockdown, of isolation. Um, of a season where we're, we are under, under oppression of, of this disease of COVID-19. So go and read that and, and pray through it. 
N.T. Wright and, and Michael Bird, uh, they said, Jesus' last great journey to Jerusalem was indeed intended to symbolize and embody the long-awaited return of Yahweh to Zion. Oh, thank you, Elena. Yeah, thank you, Elena. The long-awaited return of Yahweh, Yahweh, the Lord of the universe, to Zion. Zion's another, another name for Jerusalem. Anyway, that was, I think that was my third highlight. I'm going to move on to the next one now. Do you ever get songs stuck in your head? Or, or someone else in your, in your household, in your isolation, gets um, a song stuck in their head and they keep singing it out? Are any of them songs that we sing at church? I'd be quite interested, interested to know. One of Elena's favorites, um, she has a few, but there's this one that is really special to us and, and she loves to sing, Jesus Loves Me. And it's really sweet, like when she starts singing, Jesus Loves Me, and she dances and she sings. This Hosanna song, this welcoming song for the king, it must have been a catchy number. Uh, it says in, uh, if, in the book of Matthew, actually, about the same story. It says, when Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem, he made a, he made a beeline for the temple. And in, in the temple, kids, they kept on singing this Hosanna song. Hosanna to the son of David. Jesus, in the temple, healed blind people. He healed disabled people. All while the kids are singing out the song, this welcome song. Hosanna, save us, son of David, our promised king. Hi, friend. Sorry, I'm just pausing while Elena brings me some uh, presents. These kids got it, right? But the chief priests and the religious leaders on the temple, they got mad and they wanted Jesus to shut them up. And instead, Jesus turns to them and he, and he said, and this is in Matthew 21, 16, he says, out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. I think... It's kind of real cheesy, but I wonder if instead of Palm Sunday, we should be calling it Psalm Sunday, because here Jesus is quoting from Psalm 8, which Tessa is going to read to us. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babies and infants. You have established strength because of your foes. You still the enemy and the avenger. And pretty cool, eh? It's so cool. Jesus, he really loved kids. He really welcomed kids. I just this is not in my notes, but during during the week, I was um I was trying to read my Bible. I was actually trying to prepare for this morning, and I had my Bible out on the ground. And Elena was doing some coloring, and she and she made to made to color like to write in my Bible. And I said, No, Elena, I don't want you to do that. Don't write in my Bible. And then um, while I wasn't looking, actually, I was taking a photo of her. <laughs> She reaches out and she writes in my Bible. She draws in my Bible. And I got so mad. I said, stop it. Stop it, Elena. And she, and her face dropped, eh, Elena? Your face dropped and you started, and she started crying and it broke my heart. And then I looked at the passage that she had written on. And it was this one in Mark 10, where it says, let the children come to me. And, and Jesus said to the disciples, Oh, yeah, Elena wants me to show you, so I'm not sure if you can see that. But there's the rainbow that she drew. And Jesus said, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. And I was like, oh, my goodness, God. Like, 
talk about um, like double whammy, right? I felt sad that Elena was sad, and then I felt, oh no, I've, um, I've actually done something bad here. But never mind, we live and we learn. When, when VIPs come to town, only special guests are allowed to approach them, eh? The elite and the authorized. But when the king of king comes, when the king of kings comes to town, the supreme being who, who created the entire cosmos, he welcomes us all, children and grown-ups. Everybody can approach the savior king. In fact, like what I just read, Jesus, Jesus actually wants us to approach him as though we are kids to trust him like a child trusts their loving father, to welcome his kingdom and receive it like a child. <laughs> how, do, how do children receive good things? How do children receive like birthday parties or presents? Um, they receive them with joy. <laughs> they receive them with excitement. I mean, Elena's in this kind of, moment in time where every day she wants it to be a birthday party they receive it with um, naivety uh, lack of inhibition freedom and impatience <laughs> which is probably the, one of the most frustrating things is the impatience of a toddler but how much greater how much more how much more better uh, is the king of kings and his kingdom than a birthday present because jesus he offers us the gift of eternal life and he offers us the gift of a, of a relationship with God. He actually offers us his righteousness. And he offers to take our brokenness and to make us whole. And man, no wonder the kids kept on singing, eh? So Jesus had journeyed from Jericho, 250 meters below sea level, up to Jerusalem, knowing that in order to be the savior, to be Yeshua, the Hosanna that people were crying out for, he had actually had to lay down his life. That he'd face opposition, that he'd face suffering at the hands of the one who was coming, at the hands of the ones he was coming to save. But that ultimately he would be victorious. He walked up that hill 2,000 years ago and for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That's from Hebrews 12, verse 2. Today, we're looking for a saviour. We need to be set free from the oppression of disease and from the oppression of fear, uh, the oppression of evil. We need the king and we need his kingdom. Today, all of us can have this amazing hope that the king has actually come. And that all things are coming under his under his rule. Because at, at present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him. But everything is coming under his rule. So today, today is Palm Sunday. Let us welcome the king. You might be you might be listening today, uh, checking in to the Capital Vineyard live stream, going, "I just want to see what's going on," and and you might not yet know Jesus as as your King, but you can you can even in the space of your own home, just invite him in, invite him in, welcome him in. You can invite him to come and be your savior, to be your deliverer. 
today you could do that and even in your own words just say jesus come and be my savior but all but all of us all of us can be welcoming him into our hearts in fact this is what i think today is so significant because christians all around the world are celebrating palm sunday remembering the day that jesus entered the city of jerusalem and all of us can be welcoming the king into our city we can welcome him into our hearts we can welcome him into our homes into our isolation bubbles we can welcome him into our communities we're allowed to still walk around the block we can welcome him into our communities we can welcome him into our, our cities we welcome him into Wellington, into Lower Hutt, into Porirua, or wherever the city is that you are living. We can welcome him into Aotearoa, New Zealand, or we can welcome him into, into the country where you're watching from, from um, India, from the UK. We welcome him into your country. We welcome him into our entire earth. And we can do this by, by, in the same way as the people did 2,000 years ago, by, by praying or by yelling or declaring or speaking out the welcome song of the king. I really love the, 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 the translation uh, of, of this passage and the Passion Translation, and it says this, Oh God, oh God, please come again. Please come and save us again. Bring us your breakthrough victory. Blessed is the one who comes to us, the one sent of the Lord. Blessed is Jesus. From within the temple, from within our homes, from within our very hearts, we cry, we bless you, Jesus. Oh God, please come and save us again. I, I just love to be able to pray. I, I can't see you, um, but I'd love to be able to pray for, for us as a us as a church and and for all all the situations that we're in. So um, just this morning, wherever you are, um, you might want to like put your hand on your heart or uh, just open yourself up to, up to up to Jesus. And I'm just going to invite you and uh, invite him to come and to come and bless bless us to bless you. Um, as Holy Spirit would be on the move even in the even in this day. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, you are the king of the universe. When you come to town, everything changes. When you come to town, evil is confronted and defeated. When when you come to town, uh, walls come down. When you when you come to town, people can come into the presence of of god and so lord we want to come into your presence we want walls to come down we want we want to be set free from fear i want to be set free from fear we want to be set free from um from the from the onslaught of disease we want to be set free from COVID 19 when we want our whole nation to be set free from this from this disease so lord we we invite you to come holy spirit I pray, Lord, that you would invade every home, um, the homes of everyone who is listening and checking in today. Lord, we, we reach out to you in the, in the situations, and we know that you are with us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us. We know that you are a heavenly Father, and, and that 
and that you you know our prayers, our deepest cries. We know that you're with us. So Holy Spirit, would you come for those that are uh, that are feeling just that just isolated or, or distant from you, Lord? I pray that you'd you'd bless them especially that they would know that they are with you. And Lord, for all of the all of the kids in our church, Lord, I uh, pray that you'd you'd bless them, Lord. That um, that even while we're like some of us are not getting a lot of distance from them, but I pray, Lord, that they would teach us uh, your uh, of of your love in your words. So thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you for Palm Sunday. We bless you, Jesus. Mm. Amen. Amen.